0: And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant, A L L I A N T dot com, and check it out.
1: All right, Susie, KT, are you ready for today's podcast?
0: Yeah, Robert, of course we're ready. Because we are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, baby.
1: (laughs) I'm unstoppable,
2: I'm a version with no brakes I'm invincible, and yeah, I win every single game Mine's so powerful, I don't need batteries to play I'm so confident Today.
0: This is going to be an interesting one, everybody. June 15, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Money podcast. Do you know well what today as- is?
3: Yes, it's June 15. But what's what's significant about the day? Happy
0: birthday, Mama My mommy's birthday. Happy Mama, birthday, Mama, Mama T. T.
3: <laughs> My mom's birthday. And All the years I lived in Hong Kong on June 15th was also the Dragon Boat Festival, and I used to love that it was the same day as my mom's birthday. Now- Happy birthday, Mama T, but, but should we finish
0: telling everybody where we are what we're doing?
3: Yeah, we're we're on the Women in Money podcast. You should all know it by now. We, <laughs> this is like episode 6,000, right? <laughs> what least, is it? Uh, it's
0: 400 something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. welcome everybody to the Ask KT and Susie edition. All right, we're a little talkative this morning. What do you want to tell
3: everybody? Come on. Okay, so I have to share a story with you, but first of all, if you have a question for me about Susie, this is your big chance. Because I think I should open it up and answer anything you want to know about Susie Orman. Because there's things about Susie that no one knows except me. And I'm just going to share a little sample with you right now. Oh, God. All right, ready? On June 10th, today's the 15th, and it's still on my mind. I don't know what to do with this. I think if I sold it on eBay, I could get a lot of money. On June 10th, Susie decided to record something very, very personal, significant, (laughs) and extremely important to her. And she said to me, it was in the morning, and she said, Katie, this is really, really necessary. And I said, she said, I have something to tell you, and I want you to absolutely follow these instructions. And I said, wait a minute. We have to immortalize this, Susie. Let That's me get a new my word. Phone. She
0: just recently. Anyway, learned. so right.
3: I I took my phone out, put it on video, and I have a recording of this, everyone. I'm not sure what to do with it, but Susie forbid me, <laughs> absolutely forbid me to make her or serve her any more popcorn. <laughs> popcorn is what she eats when she watches her NBA finals. And she said to me that she gained 10 pounds. And I said, there's only been like how many games of these finals? Anyway, she was absolutely strict, adamant, and very serious. And we recorded this. For those of you interested in sharing it on the wall, which is where everyone goes to see important information. KT, we are not. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's start this. So, no more popcorn for Susie Orman, her favorite snack, by the way. But we make it. We don't buy popcorn because it has too much salt. So, I (laughs) make it the old fashioned salt
0: either. Right. And
3: healthy popcorn the old-fashioned one yeah, she For I just hate it even though I
0: know we are so off topic here right now but the truth is I she think doesn't under know. but she doesn't understand how I even like popcorn because I won't put butter real butter on it and
3: I won't put salt on it. She has olive oil butter, which is healthy until she says there's not enough butter on it, Kate. <laughs> All right, let's go. First first reading is from oh. Lloyd and it's really, really a long one, but I think one this will be one of Susie's favorite questions. I know, just like I know about popcorn. Okay, ready? Hi Katie and Susie. Stop laughing. Hi Katie it. and Susie. Thanks for all the helpful guidance that you provide. So many. I have a question regarding what to do with a life insurance policy. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) You all know about Susie with her life insurance. In 1999, Lloyd purchased a universal variable life insurance policy with oh, a death good benefit move, Lloyd. Good move. way with a death benefit oh, of $350,000 and an annual premium of 4600. At the time the policy was purchased, he was 56 years old and he owned a small business. Then he said, "My wife and I both retired a few years ago and we have investments of approximately 2.1 million plus our home. We have no debt and we receive about 45,000 each year from my wife's pension, good for you, and Social Security. My wife and I are now 80. We are in decent health for our age. Our financial advisor, who did not sell us this policy, has informed us that the cost of insurance is starting to eat into the policy's cash value the policy's cash value will be fully depleted in two years. At that time, we would have to pay an estimated 15000 each year to maintain the policy. If we cash out the policy now, we'll receive a check. Ready, Susie? $31,000. Yes. Uh-huh. Or we can contribute an additional $100,000 into the policy now. Oh my God, which should generate enough investment yield to carry the policy another 15 years <laughs> and allow the 350,000 death benefit to still be paid. Okay, re- ready for this, everybody? From 1999, they had an annual premium of 4,600. That's right, Katie. Right? right, ready? And now they want them to pay either another 15,000 a year or a hundred thousand, which should generate and carry them for fifteen years, they're eighty years old. They're both in great health. So, this is crazy, Susie. I I can't understand. I mean, is this what they're all like? These they're positive? all like this. But listen, everybody, can you imagine buying this in nineteen ninety nine and, and you're just told now the cash value is depleted right. or will be in so? Two does years? he have a question? So he said, I realize that life insurance should not be treated as an investment, but we paid 110000 in premiums on this policy. I have a hard time getting a check back for only 31000 if we cash it out now. That's crazy, yes. everybody.
0: Now, I love that you chose this, KT, mm-hmm. right? Because Everybody, have I not been saying forever and a day? Do not, and I repeat, do not buy a universal, a whole life, or a variable life insurance policy. Do not do it. Do not do it. Do not do it in the majority of cases the only type of life insurance that I like is term insurance, which is good for a specific period of time. But to this day, after I have been saying this for so many years, we've been reading emails like this for so many years, so many of you still write in and say, I think I need to buy a whole life insurance policy. I need to buy a variable life insurance policy or a universal life insurance policy. And this is what happens. So Lloyd, you need to listen to me, okay? I know it's going to kill you that you put in $110,000 over the past 24 years. But you should be happy that you're getting back at least thirty-five. dollars thousand dollars. Let me just tell you something, okay? If you had taken that $4,600 a year and invested it in the stock market in like an index fund, and over the past 24 years, the index fund now has averaged about a 6.95% annual average rate of return, okay? Okay. So that's what you would have made on your money. Do you know today you would have $284,000? Not the $35,000 that the universal life policy is going to give you back.
3: 31.
0: But 31? Yeah. I
3: thought you said 35. I think it's only 31. 31. It's worse.
0: Oh, God. All right. (laughs) It gets worse. It is worse. So... The question becomes at 30, if you're only going to get $31,000 back, that's like a $255,000 difference Mm -hmm. from what you could have had. Where did that money go, Lloyd? You have to ask yourself, where did it go? It went for commissions to the agent that sold it to you. It went to the company. And they've made far more than that. All of you need to understand nobody's going to pay you350,000 dollars as a death benefit if they haven't made at least 300, 400,000 dollars above that,
3: maybe more And maybe, maybe more.
0: more. right? With term insurance, the insurance company doesn't expect to pay you because very few people die with a term insurance policy. It's just good for the term that you don't have any money in case something were to happen to you. All right, so you need to listen to me. I really, really want you to call it quits here. Stop doing something that never made sense. It's never going to make sense. So stop it. So if you just simply take that $31,000 and you take it, and let's just say you do put it in the stock market right now, which isn't a bad thing to do if you really want to know the truth. And you added the $4,600 more a year that you were paying, forget the $15,000 they want, but you add the $4,600 more, in 10 years, you would have close to $130,000. So you could start to recoup this money, believe now. it or not. Why are you looking like that, well, KT? Because
3: I'm just thinking that Lloyd put in already. They're 80 years old. He put 1999. He buys this. They're 80 years old now. They he put in 110 thousand. Yes. Now he's saying we can keep this going at 15 thousand a year. Let's say he wants to keep it going till they're 90, just in case. So that's another 110 plus 150. 260,000 on a 350 makes no sense on no, any level. it's not only that it makes no sense, it's it's just really wrong. it's wrong wrong, 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 wrong.
0: So let's write this wrong by you saying I'm stopping this. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to pass it down to my kids and let them do this. You bite the bullet right now. As long as you know that you're in decent health, which you say you are in this email, cash it out, take that $35,000, invest it. If you want to add more money to it every year, you can. And really in 10 or 15 years, you'll really have a whole lot more money. Seriously. Don't you dare put one more penny in this losing proposition. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and everybody listening to this right now, can you learn from Lloyd's seriously costly mistake? Go on, Katie. All
3: right. Next one is from Deborah. Hello, Susie. I decided to retire early 10 years ago because I felt burnt out. I was making $80,000 and I had a pension worth $600,000, which I bought an annuity with. It's been ten years, and I've spent three hundred thousand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've currently gone back to work, making eighty-five thousand. So, Susie, besides calling me stupid, what should I do with the cash value of three hundred thousand left in my annuity? Should I take it out of my annuity or move it into a traditional market account with a firm like Fidelity?
0: Here's the problem, Deborah. It's not what you did with the money. It's that you retired too soon. You retired not knowing that you were going to have to start taking money out to the tune of $30,000 a year from this annuity just for you to be able to live. So now you've had to go back to work making $85,000 a year. You know, KT didn't quite read all of this email because it's a little bit long, but she handed it to me. And it says that you're 64 years old, you're healthy, and you plan to retire in six years at 70. Here's the problem you have to know that you're going to retire not because of your age anymore, you're going to retire because you have made and saved enough money. To be able to afford to retire. So it's not, should you take out this $300,000 that's left in your annuity? Because I don't know what your annuity is invested in. Do you have a guaranteed interest rate on that annuity? That's a high interest rate, and maybe you would be better off just leaving it there because it's safe and sound. So I don't quite have enough information here, but I'm not as concerned with what are you going to do with the $300,000 annuity? Because even if you did really great with it over the next 10 years, it's not going to be worth $600,000, girlfriend. It's not going to double necessarily in 10 years. And so the $600,000 wasn't enough then how much do you need to continue to live? So that's what you really need to figure out. More important than what you're going to do with this money, I would be telling you, it's how are you going to cut your expenses dramatically Hmm. so that you don't need as much money from your money as you have over the past 10 years? Because this is where we have the problem. So more than getting the most and depending totally on your cash, I want you to depend on yourself, continue to work until you really can afford to retire and decrease
3: your expenses as much as possible. Next, KT. Okay, Susie, next question is from Rita. I recently just paid my house off and I want to leave it to my only child. I'm also single, Susie. I've heard different things concerning my home. Transfer on death, a will, a living trust. I don't have much, but what I have, I want to leave to my only son. Any advice you can give will be greatly appreciated. Rita.
0: So, Rita, as you know, hopefully, as well as everybody probably does, the best way to own, especially a piece of real estate, is in a living revocable trust so that it protects you while you're alive. You can use that money any way that you want for your own benefit. And when you do die, then it will go to your son without probate in the best way possible. All right, KT.
3: Okay, Susie, next question's from Kathy. Hi, Susie and KT. I am divorced. I was married 16 years my ex-husband is retired and collecting social security benefits. When I retire at my full retirement age of 67, and because I never remarried, will I get my full retirement amount and 50% of his, or will I get whosoever is higher?
0: Yeah, you have to be very careful here and really understand this, all right? You are going to retire at your full retirement age of 67. Whatever is higher, whether his is higher or yours is higher, you will get the higher of the two immediately. It does not matter if he has even started to collect his social security or not. It will be based on his full social security that he's due at the age of 67 or whatever his full retirement age happens to be. So whatever his primary insurance amount will be at his full retirement age, you will be entitled to either 50% of that or a hundred percent of yours, whichever one is higher. You do not get both. All right.
3: So this is from Karen. Hi, Miss Orman. Can you please share with me the best materials? Ready? Books, etc. to learn how to invest my money. I normally would not approach a person of your status. Why is that? She doesn't know about popcorn. I was just going to say, I don't think my status is (laughs) very high today. But getting older is making me brave. I love this one. I would appreciate any information that you can share. I'm 59 years young and making investments through work, but I would like to learn more to make decisions on what is best. Thank you for your time, Miss Orman. Karen. Can I tell you something, Katie? I want to send her a book. Let me see.
0: Let me see if her email address is on there.
3: Send her the retirement fifty plus book. That would right, be so the Karen, best one.
0: Your email address is on here, so we will send you a copy of the ultimate retirement guide for fifty plus.
3: Yeah, because you're brave, Karen. You're, That's why I want to send it to her. You're right, brave. You're brave. You're However,
0: brave. for those of you who would like to buy the ultimate retirement guide for fifty plus, you can just go to susieorman slash ultimate. Now listen to me, it's only $10 for a New York Times bestseller hardback edition, and that includes shipping. So we have made it possible that all of you, if you want that book, can get it for far less than what you can get it at Amazon or at any bookstore, and then that includes shipping. But Karen, we will send it to you. Now, KT, you take this email, right, and, take, it, and it uh, is on you. You'll get an you. email
3: from me, Karen, because you're brave. <laughs> all right, this next one is... You think is... she eats popcorn? No, she's just brave. <laughs> all right, hello, You have Sue. to be brave to eat
0: popcorn, <laughs> especially when KT makes it because she doesn't pop all the kernels. So you have
3: to be careful because if you chew it, it can... No, you have to be real careful with popcorn anyway. You can break a tooth.
0: Should we just call this, this podcast
3: popcorn? Pop, a pop, pop cast. Book. This that's is our so Katie and Susie pop cast. And I we've love. got a pop quizzy. We have a pop-up question. We're going to pop you everywhere. All right, ready? Hello, Susie. I hope this finds you that's well. That's
0: good to tell people you're going to
3: pop. All right. Hello, <laughs> Susie. I ho- Stop it. This is be good. Hello, Susie. I hope this finds you well. I'm writing to ask a question. I will just explain my background very quickly. I'm 50 years old. I have two kids. I have a fairly good job. I need and want to make triple what I make, though. That's in everybody.
1: <laughs> I have a
3: retirement fund saved but will not be enough on its own. I have money in an educational savings account, so my kids will each have 50000 to go to university, which is more than enough. I will inherit some money from my parents one day, but would rather have them here with me. I rent a home. So now I was ready to buy at the beginning of COVID and the prices skyrocketed. Now the interest rate is so high, it's not possible at the moment. And then she goes on to say, I don't know what to do about real estate. I feel depressed about it. I've wasted so much money on rent. Well, Susie, what should she do?
0: I think you need to really think about the words that you are using, all right? Fear, shame, and anger, the three internal obstacles to wealth. You feel depressed and you feel depressed because on some level you feel shame, all right? You didn't buy when maybe you could have bought, whatever it may be. The other thing that I just have to say is that you have saved Mm $50,000 for your kids to go to university. And you have that plural, you have kids. Two. Right? That's $100,000. Seems to me that maybe if you took that $100,000 and you combine that with something else, maybe you could buy a house right now. But you need to start putting yourself first. And you have to stop feeling depressed that you've wasted so much money on rent. It's what you did. It's what you needed to do. Stop it. Stop it right here and right now. Also, I just have to say Katie did not read this part. But the very end of this email, you say, and this is probably the most important part of this email.
3: How come you left it out, KT? Because I just got to the question. I was trying to shorten it, but you know what? You're right. Read that to everyone. Ready? Listen up. Say,
0: I am also with a man that I am not sure I can stay with. He can be really terrible at times. So I feel insecure about whether I can handle things on my own, too. It's a bit of a mess. I know. Anyway, thanks for reading this, have a great day. Mm. You listen to me closely. I don't care that you rent. I don't care about the price of real estate. I don't care about any of that. I care about that you feel insecure about your situation, that you can't handle things on your own. So therefore, you stay with a man who can be really terrible at times. Sweetheart, You can't do that. You cannot think that you can't handle things on your own. You most certainly can. When people get to the point where they write in to the Women in Money podcast, they usually write in because they are ready for a change and they are afraid to make that change and they need a little push. You can never, ever put money before yourself. So therefore, You should feel terrible not about the fact that you're renting and how much money you've wasted renting. You should feel terrible about being in a relationship with somebody that can be terrible to you. And what is that setting an example with your kids? What are they seeing? How do they feel about it? So, if that means, again, you have to take some of that $50,000 that the kids were getting to go to university, no. You take that money and you leave and you set yourself up so that you feel safe and are protected. What Katie? And
3: maybe her parents can move in with her. That's what she wants. Yeah. That's or maybe what she you want. can move
0: in with her yeah, parents.
3: But remember, you're only 50. I met Susie when I was fifty. So there you yeah, go. You're so young. Please, I am Please, begging we're... you.
0: I am begging you.
3: It's never too late. It's is not too point. late. Okay, yeah. next question is a KT question. Hello, KT. Please ask Susie to explain why the contribution limit for IRAs is so much lower than the employer-sponsored plans for 401k and 457s. That's your pop quizy. I, I, I know that answer. Now, I wait, think... wait, that is your pop quizy. Okay, we're going to pop.
0: <laughs> Ready? Get it? Wait, one second, everybody. So the quizy is a question that I want all of you to be able to answer. And KT is your voice. She represents all of you out there truthfully. So how- I'm
3: going to take a good calculated guess here. An employer-sponsored plan is always a higher contribution. Why? Because it's a, a match. They usually match. So what? And then if they match and then you put in money, then it's going to be more. No, you can put like
0: $22,500 or something like that into a 401k if you're under 50. You can only put $6,500 into an IRA if you're under 50. Why? What's the difference? This person wants to know why can they only put $6,500 into an IRA, Mm
1: -hmm. but over
0: $20,000 into a 401k, forget the match. Oh, quizy. I,
3: I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I, no, I don't know the answer. I'm yeah, being, yeah but it? if you
0: don't know the answer, then I have to dink you. Okay, what is it? Why? I don't own the answer either. No. <laughs> so we can only guess at the answer. But the truth of the matter is Kimberly, right? 401ks are far more regulated. They're under a law called ERISA, which is an employee retirement sponsored plan. All right. And it's a lot harder to get at your money in a 401k than it is an individual retirement account. And because you can have both. Remember, you can have a 401k and an IRA. Preferably a Roth IRA. Preferably a Roth 401k as well. Okay. The laws state that then an employer can like automatically enroll you up to at least 3% of your income into a 401k. So it can be automated, taken out of your paycheck. And that will allow you to almost force you to save more money. In IRA, you have to do on your own. So they made it that you could put more into an employer-sponsored plan because, therefore, you are more apt to save more because the employer is helping you do it and they are matching you in most cases. In an IRA, you have to do it on your own. So, even if you could do $22,000 in an IRA, probably most of you wouldn't because when you don't have anything automated, you kind of just don't do it. All right, KT.
3: I have another IRA uh, question here. Do we have time?
0: Is it a good one?
3: Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It kind of follows this one. All right. So hi, Susie and KT. This is from Sue. I have several questions about IRA conversions and also RMDs, required minimum minimum distributions. I'll turn 68 this month. This year, I converted 15000 from my IRA into my Roth and I'm covering the taxes. I have 75000 now left in that IRA. I know each conversion starts its own five-year clock, but at my age, what are the consequences of withdrawal if I had to? I can't seem to find the answer pertaining to my age. Am I also doing the right thing with this strategy? Oh, that so it's should have good, been it, your question I quizzy. know, this is a good question. Right.
0: So, It's a little bit confusing, but here's the good news for you. All right. So for everybody, what you have to understand is when you convert money from a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, your five-year clock, which means you have to hold it for five years before a 10% penalty, if you make a withdrawal before that time, will apply an ordinary income tax on the growth of it. For you, Sue, because you're over 59 and a half, it's mute, it doesn't matter. The 10% penalty does not apply to you. And because you've already paid taxes Mm -hmm. on it, when you convert, the amount of money that you converted, you're not gonna owe taxes on that it's the earnings that you will owe taxes on for five years. So it's not a big deal. But the original amount that you converted, you don't owe taxes on it, and you don't owe a penalty. It will be the only the earnings that you will owe ordinary income taxes on if you take it out before five years. KT that's it <laughs> that's
3: good can i have some popcorn no please no i'm gonna play that i'm gonna post that video everywhere instagram you don't Facebook, even know how to use twitter you don't know how to use wall, those things everywhere
0: <laughs> right she uh, i won't go it's such
3: it. a serious one too she was so serious i was serious it's the kind of thing you do when you want to tell people Okay, when I pass, this is how I want you to take care of my estate and my services. But no, this was, don't give me any more popcorn, KT. Do you hear me? All right, KT, want to take us out? Yeah. How do we do it? Today, wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, joyful, and loving world. Can I have some popcorn? No. Please? No. Pretty, please. No, 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 no. And because it, Susie, if you don't eat popcorn, I guarantee you, you will be unpopable. Bye bye,
0: everybody. <laughs>
3: I'm unstoppable.
2: I'm a boy, with no breaks. I'm invincible. The yeah, I've every single day. Minds are powerful. So confident Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. I'm unstoppable today.
1: Neither Suzy Orman Media nor Suzy Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer.